Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Talking Metal podcast. Today, once again, we will be listening to Metal Raps, a discussion by myself, Mitch Joel, and Mitch LaFon on Guns N' Roses, all the current rumors, and there's some other stuff in there too. So stay tuned for that. And again, thank you for supporting this podcast. Please use our Amazon links to buy all your holiday gifts on Amazon. You just go to TalkingMetal.com and then link over to Amazon. Nothing costs any more than it normally would. And you just you know go about making all your purchases as you normally would on Amazon. We get a little kickback on that, and it definitely helps what we do here. So there you go, and uh, here we go with Metal Wraps. Thanks. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to episode number 23 of Metal Raps. My name is Mitch Joel, and as always, we are joined by Talking Metal's Mark Striegel. Mark, how are you? Good, Mitch. How are you doing? Good, thanks. And, of course, there's one-on-one with Mitch LaFons. Mitch mm. LaFon. Yes, yes. Here I am. Good day, everybody. I like my pause in between the double Mitch LaFons. It makes me feel important. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of Mitch going on in this in every I know, episode. There's a, there's a whole lot of Mitch always, yeah. So I... I you know, we have to bring forward the conversation that I'm I'm curious to have because I haven't been paying attention to it based off of my historic comments on the event. But the uh, the boiling pot of water is on the stove, and that boiling pot of water is Guns and Roses, and it is coming beyond the simmer now to a boil. That uh, I guess word on the street is that Axel and Slash have come back together and are friends or talking. There is sentiment that I've heard rumblings from Gilby Clark saying he's heard nothing of this, yet there are a lot of rumors. So I'm going to throw it over to Mark, I guess, to update us on what we know, what we don't know, and what I'm probably going to get quite angry at at some point. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what we know is there have been a number of things uh, that have been reported uh, about s- – Axel and Slash, and Slash has confirmed this. Uh, he seemed hesitant at first, but they're they're back. They're talking, and the first sign of this was was way back when. Uh, you know, there had been problems with Guns N' Roses releasing uh, videos, and and there a friend at VH1 had confirmed to me that they had aired this Guns N' Roses concert with you know the new Guns, Bumblefoot, and and the guys, uh, and it was supposed to air over and over again but it only aired once and then it was pulled off because slash and his team had put a, a stop to it because of publishing rights and stuff like that um you know and and i i think you can go way back to 
the middle of last year, the first sign that we saw that that maybe things were were uh, at least legally better between the two was that uh, you know they released this Appetite for Democracy DVD. It came out and that kind of greenlit that Slash had given the okay for that to come out. Um, and there's just been dozens of things since then, including Slash eventually confirming to you know Charlie Rose that that yeah they are they are on on good terms again. Um, and even since then, it seems like they're not only on good terms, they've at least have spoken. And now there is what I would call nothing confirmed, I guess, rumors, but there's a lot of support for these rumors that there could potentially be a reunion between at least Slash and Axel and possibly Duff, uh, you know, in some sort of uh, live setting. Right, Mitch? That's what I heard. I've heard. Listen, this this is all hearsay and rumors, but I'm getting it wild and furious on every corner. I've heard from different promoters around the world that a show has been offered in, you know, Oslo, Norway, and I've heard, and I've heard about, um, you know, the, that festival in California and other things. And then, of course, I've heard that uh, it'll be Axel Slash and Duff with Richard Fortis and Frank Ferrer. And then I've heard it's been, you know, Gilby's. It, it's it's wild and furious, and it just seems that though it's not going to stop. Now Slash's tour is ending at the end of November, and I'm told that after the tour is over that's when the announcement's going to come. So, who knows, right? Uh, the other thing I've heard is that it is going to be festivals this year for 2016, and then in 2017, when we have Appetite for Destruction's 30th anniversary, it is going to head into the arenas and be a 30th anniversary tour. So, it's 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 tough to sort of separate the wheat from the shaft, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's no there's no concrete evidence. I mean, I, on November 9th, we had the Guns N' Roses Twitter account, the official Twitter account, reported as all these rumors are blowing up on all these blogs and websites. You know, whatever happened to no news is good news. So who knows what the hell that means? And you know, and don't forget after, Duff's friend, uh, Duff's wife's friend, who went well, on the Brandy, TMZ. Brandy yeah. Gainville, I think her name is, who uh, seems completely drunk, her boobs hanging, literally hanging out of her dress. Uh, Post red carpet event or yeah, something. This Kegan's wife with uh, one of her friends, and she's basically rambling on about. Uh, Guns N' Roses is back. Uh, Duff's busy with Guns N' Roses. There were these sort of mm -hmm. weird comments that it, that really sort of was the one for me, believe it or not, out of all this nonsense. It was that when I heard that where I was like, yeah, it's totally happening because you could even see the way Duff McKagan's wife sort of reacts to her like, uh, you know, like that sort of, you know, don't don't necessarily say something. And why? Where would that come from, right? If Duff has been out of guns for so long and he's in Velvet Revolver, what else? What, all the other stuff he's doing, how would that come out so randomly? So right, it, yeah. that one to me really felt like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Can, can I yeah, just for me? Well, I just want to add to the Duff thing before we get away from it. Uh, Duff. It was either on his Facebook page or Twitter. I think it was his Twitter. He he posted a picture of him last week of him playing bass in front of like a stereo or something. It's like a keyboard, yeah. Right. And if you look to the bottom, I guess, left-hand corner, there was a picture of the Guns N' Roses guys from like, you know, like 1987 or something. And so, of course, you know, the conspiracy theorists online are all like, oh, look, he's practicing in front of a GNR picture. It's got to mean something. So 
they're either really messing with us just for the fun of it, or they're dropping these little hints. Yeah, well, the the funny thing about that tweet um, was that you know then then that was followed up. I, I guess the uh, was that be- right before, or right after the the Guns and Roses. I think that was like that was like a day after the Guns and Roses account had. Uh, Right. Posted Absolutely. no news is good news question mark. Um, right, and then of course you got Nikki Six out there and Scott Whelan and and, and there's just a lot. You know, yeah, the thing I would say is 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 the there seems to be more evidence f- to support these rumors now than in the past. But I was at the first show they'd played in many years. I guess it was back in 2006. Bumblefoot's first show in New York uh, and I was in the audience at that show and even right up until the time they went on stage that night you know after having not played for four years or something before that it was rumored that Slash was in the band and Metal Metal Sludge was reporting that they, Guns N' Roses were courting him and they were trying to get things out and he would be back in the band for the new for the you know the New York shows and there were all these rumors and and I actually started to believe them back at that time uh, and even bigger outlets were reporting that hey this might be happening Slash might be back and it just never happened so I, I'm very hesitant to to uh to believe it until i hear it i i I find it the 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 evidence against it in my opinion is the guns and roses site is sitting there dead still has pictures of bumblefoot and dj ashba on it and right but it's been dead even when the band even when dj and bumblefoot they never really did anything with that site. i think they updated it once in 14 years yeah, well, it was more than that, but yeah, they, it, it wasn't as much as a lot of a lot of bands. Um, and the other evidence is that Slash has, you know, announced that he's got a new record coming out next year. He has uh, told this Vicky Hamilton that the the reunion isn't happening. I know for a fact from somebody inside, somebody in in inside the the, the camp that as of a month ago, nothing was was nothing was a done deal. Um, it was still everything was in transition. So I, I you know I, I I don't know I don't know I'm I'm just hesitant to believe these rumors this time around until until we know for sure and i'm hearing other podcasts other blogs talk about this like this is fact that 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 they're going to tour with duff and slash again and and i i I don't i think it's far from fact at this point if i go back historically and think about this band and i want to sort of set this up so that people understand my position because i can be quite sarcastic and sort of coy about the band i want to be really clear you know appetite for destruction 1987 fundamentally changed my life i thought it was one of the greatest albums ever to me it was the perfect iteration from that sort of hair metal into music that was more me that's more street and dirty and fighting type of vibe Um, i even liked gnr lies i felt like use your illusion was this massive disappointment coming out of what the band was and i coupled that not just with the fact that i felt it was Two, two albums and there's a lot of music and this sort of like grandiose away from that sort of street hitting group of guys that I just sort of always fell in love with. I felt like their antics post that weren't punk. It was just sort of like a lack of anything, care for their audience, care for their fans. Uh, the music was grandiose. People were leaving. People couldn't be there anymore. 
if this band is going to go back and reclaim everything or anything, to me, it's it's about. I feel at least it's about reclaiming that that appetite era and not the user illusion stuff. And that's just me, right? Everyone's got their own opinion to this sort of thing. Right. And if if we live in a world right now where Izzy Stradlin is in good health, Steven Adler, I'll put a question mark next to it's hard to really tell. And you've got Slash, Axel, and Duff. And again, we talked about this with Bill Ward and Black Sabbath. I, I, I will have a really hard time going forward with this if they're going to call this a Guns N' Roses reunion if it's just Slash, Axel, and Duff and not at the very least Izzy. I'm just going to have a, I'm going to struggle with it. Well, and, and I think, no I think you'd Bill see Clark, Izzy, you'd see Izzy involved, uh, whether it's, 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 uh, at every show or, you know, he like, I mean, Axel always oh. brings Izzy, not always, but almost every tour that Guns N' Roses does, Izzy will appear, you know, he'll be okay for the next week. He's playing with him in, in Europe. And, you know, I, I've seen Izzy come on stage with Guns N' Roses, the, the more modern Guns N' Roses, if you will, um, numerous times. I mean, is Izzy, Izzy is a guy who I could see uh, appearing on stage with the band. However, I, 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 if this were to happen, I, I, I don't know if he would be a permanent fixture on stage. I mean, maybe they would do three guitar players. You know, maybe they'd have Fortis. I mean, would you like that? Fortis, Slash, and no, and that's my <laughs> point, right? Like, I, I felt all of those additions, um, and even seeing people like Dizzy Reed, and then seeing, and again, I, I love Matt Sorm, and I really do love Gilby Clark. I just felt they brought a different energy to the band that was way more commercially pop rock oriented versus what I really feel passionate about for Guns N' Roses. And again, it's, it's just a personal thing. And if you're going to call this this thing that it is, I don't know if you can do this with three out of five. I just don't. Because for all for all intents and purposes, that is what we got with Chinese democracy. Or or are we saying, and this is a question for, for we'll start with you, Mitch, is it a reunion if it's just Axel and Slash? And does anything else matter? Mitch? Uh, yeah, it is. I, I, you know, listen, it's like... Uh Keith Richards and Mick Jagger or Gene and Paul or Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. It really is only those two that matter. And I think Duff is, is, is a cherry on top, quite frankly. I, I really don't think you need anything else other than Slash and Axel. That's what people are going to buy the tickets for. They're not going to buy the tickets for the other stuff. So yeah i think there uh, yeah i think there are some uh you know purists like yourself some of us you know hardcore music junkies and stuff but i think the average soccer mom and the average high, uh, you know high school kid who has heard about this legendary band just wants to see the guy with the top hat on stage you know and if the tall guy with blonde hair is there too playing bass that's cool that's like mitch said that's that's an added bonus um I, 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 I think oh, the circus is coming to town, eh, Mark? Yeah, yeah. I, and I do think, listen, I do think... And we like the circus. If this were to happen and they were to keep Fortis there and they were to keep Frank Frere there, which there's absolutely no evidence to the fact that this is happening uh, except for rumors, uh, but if they were to do that, it would make a lot of sense because in a, in maybe in Axel's mind, it justifies the Chinese democracy era and it isn't we're scrapping everything we did and we're getting back, you know, the old band back together. It's well, Duff is 
done a, a little tour with Guns N' Roses already. He's kind of, you know, been in the fold in recent years. And now Slash is going to come back into the fold and maybe even play. I mean, can you imagine they play Chinese democracy, you know, a Chinese democracy song? It ain't happening. That's not going to That happen. would happen. I, I think that no that way. would be. Yeah, uh, I think that oh, might gosh, happen. You're, you're clowning on me now. No, uh, Slash said he likes the record. Duff likes the record. Uh, you know, I think that would be. And some, Duff has played those songs, by the way. Yeah, Duff's already done it. Yeah, exactly, Mitch. Yeah, and and I think I don't I don't think you're going to see more than one or two Chinese democracy songs in the set if this were to ever happen. But I could definitely see them doing like the song Chinese democracy or or you know something off of that record. Um, where do you guys stand on Axel's ability to deliver? I mean, that was that was a big question mark from my understanding of all the stuff I read on the on the past tour and just performance basis that people weren't even feeling a lot of backup singing, a lot of who knows if there's tape or not. I don't know, and I'm not again. I'm not judging. I'm just curious your perspective. My as just sort of being omnipresent and hearing things, it was that Axel hasn't been that amazing lately. Is that am I wrong in that? Yeah, I, th- I think he has been. I mean, I've seen him okay. dozens of times, and and he has an off night here and there. And you know, sometimes it's raining, and he comes out wearing some ridiculous outfit, and he sounds <laughs> terrible. You know, I mean, the the YouTube clips, you know, really get uh, blown out of proportion. Um, but I, I think I think he sounds I think he sounds decent. I think he sounds uh, better than Vince Neil does. I mean, <laughs> you know, well, I, you, in, you know what. I'm going to submit let's this. Let's set the bar a little higher than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's at least say Paul Stanley. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to submit this. I'm going to submit that the spectacle is going to far outweigh the actual performance. Forms. People are going to yeah. go see that and they're going to say, oh, it's the Guns N' Roses guys. And they're going to say, how were they? And they're just going to go, ah, it was the Guns N' Roses guys. And that's pretty much what we're going to get. I don't think, you know, until they get to a second tour or a third tour or an album, then people would say, Oh boy, yeah, let's. Ooh. But the first tour right out of the box, I don't think it matters. And, but that said, I do think Axel can deliver. So, yeah, I, I think I think Axel has incredibly strong nights. You only hear about the bad nights, but um, you know, I I, I think uh, I I really think, and there was this thing I think you know with Fortis a while back saying. Oh yeah, we are working on new material. We're recording a song that Slash wrote with Axel um, back in the day, and we're we're recording that. I find that real curious. That that maybe there'll be new material coming out. Maybe there, maybe this. You know, I think there these, has to be. There there has yeah. to be. You have to have something to support, and also something to monetize. You know, the ticket sales are nice, but if you have a CD at the merch booth that you can sell for twenty bucks, it only costs you a buck to make. They could do a remaster, though. You know, they, they could they pull could. off. It's Guns N' Roses. By the way, maybe I don't, I don't we've necessarily got it. feel like they need new material. Maybe we've got it yeah, all but wrong. But I do think it's I th- I do think it's there. You know, I mean, they've Axel seems to always have trouble releasing new material, or at least you know finalizing it and getting it out there. I mean, there's been stories that he wasn't even ready to release Chinese Democracy, and they right. basically just forced him to, um, which is why it finally came out. But you know, right, I, the lawyer I, I, bills were getting a little high. But by the way, have, have you considered that we got it all wrong? You've got Slash Duff, two other guys, and a singer. Maybe Axel is joining Velvet Revolver. 
Exactly. I'm going to put it out there, guys. I said it before. I'll say it again. I want to see Slash, Axel, Duff, and Izzy. You might get a foot of mine in the stadium slash arena (laughs) if this actually happens. That's what I'm going to say. I'll also put it out there that I really don't care if there's new material or not. I've been so heavily let down over the past decades with these bands putting on new material that is not that great. So I'm I'm fine with them. I just want to see them pull it together, and I want to see a real rock show. And I know you're talking about spectacle over performance. And again, call me a purist. I want to see performance. But it doesn't matter. And, and quickly say, I'll, I'll say, I want to see Izzy there, but I really feel that he's just happy retired. I don't think it's a question of money. I don't think it's a question of desire. I think he just wants to live where I, th- I think he lives in Arizona or something. I think he just wants to stay there and, you know, get the newspaper in the morning and a cup of coffee and not be bothered with all with the business. So. I think music is magic, and there's something about oh, when he plays with Slash that I just and I love Gilby that I, I just agree. didn't didn't get from Gilby. I agree. I, I agree fully that there's a there's a magic with Izzy, but I just don't think Izzy wants to. I I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong because if we got four out of five, hallelujah. How can he not though? When you're looking at what kind of money would would be involved in this, I mean, I, I, I just I, don't I think would, he ever think... cared about the money. Look, look when he left the band at what in '89 or '90, just he left like... before illusion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he he left on their apex when they were about to. Well, make he did millions. play on those records, but yeah, okay, but, left, but, but I, that was a pretty lucrative tour, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's. I, I just don't think he's in it for the money. I think he's maybe more spiritual or more zen about it, and he just wants to be this free spirit. So well, let's see what happens before we wrap up, guys. Let's talk about what we've been listening to. I'll throw it over to you, Mitch. What's been going on? Oh, lots of good stuff. Uh, a band called Imperial State Electric, which is. Uh, Former guys from the Helicopters, the new album is Honk Machine, and then <laughs> I uh, treated myself. The Scorpion 50th Anniversary Deluxe Edition remasters. For, for, for some reason, they only I came saw out. that on Facebook. I saw the pictures, and I got a little tinge of jealousy, I have to say. Yeah, you know, they only came out in uh, Germany and uh, the UK and Japan, and I don't know why they're not doing them in North America. You think that you know, they would sell, but anyway, I bought them from, J- from Japan, actually. They are just phenomenal. There, there's bonus material up the wazoo on each disc. I have a DVD now of Tokyo 1979, all cleaned up, looking good, sounding great. <laughs> I mean, it cost me okay, 100 I, bucks for the four CDs, but still. I was going to ask. That was my next question because you talk about ordering CDs from Japan. And I remember back all in the, the day, time. that was a very expensive thing to do. Uh, most people are downloading music or streaming it. What does it cost to grab a CD from Japan? Mitch LaFon. Uh, you know, simply like the uh, honk machine, the Imperial State Electric. I bought it from Japan, has bonus tracks and the whole thing. Uh, to get it shipped to Canada was only about 30, 30 Canadian. So it oh, was that's like, not bad. Yeah, it was yeah. Like, inspired by you, Mitch. I actually made two purchases from Japan recently the Iron Maiden, uh, the you know, Book of Souls Japan version, and also <laughs> an old, older mustache record with some additional track. tracks was on it. Was that from uh, yeah. CD Japan or from HMV Japan? Which one did you use? Uh, it was, I it was, believe it was HMV Japan. Yeah, yeah. you see? Uh, so, so it's not that bad. It, it, but it was about 40 each. Uh, that's still not bad. Yeah. I'm going to say that that's not bad. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not jaw dropped here. I think that that's fair. Well, you know, these I got these four scorpions. There's eight of them. The other four come out in December in Japan for some reason. But the four here are double disc with DVD, all this bonus material, a, a gatefold, yada yada booklet. And it was 100 for the four delivered to my door. 
which is not bad at all. That's, so that's about bad. I'm going to say not bad. Yeah, that's I'm a, good with that's, that. That's about 25 bucks each. That's, that's you know, reasonable. That's reasonable. Mark, what have you been listening to? You know, back in 2013, this new wave of British heavy metal band, old school band from the early 80s, uh, returned. They're called Satan, and they put out sure, just yeah. an awesome record in 2013, uh, Life Sentence. And they are back now with a brand new record called Adam by Adam. It is, again, as good as Life Sentence, I think. And this band, who really was kind of just a side note on the British uh, new wave of British heavy metal scene back in the day has it has really you know thirty some years later has really stepped it up and is just delivering some some great awesome new music uh, straight ahead hard rock old school metal sound and uh, not not really doing much to update the sound but the songs are just awesome and uh, highly recommend the band Satan Adam by Adam or their two thousand 13 release, uh, which is called Life Sentence. Great stuff. Band Failure, not metal, but they're back too, and they have a, a, a great new record out. Um, the Heart is a Monster. That's Ken Andrews. Uh, they were big in the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah. They I saw them open for Tool numerous times. But what's yeah, going on yeah. at Mark's house, by the way? Failure, Satan. It's all, <laughs> all dark and gloomy over there. Oh yeah, but fail- failure is like more. Yeah, I mean they're definitely gloomy, but they're they're almost more like you know alternative just the band gothic. Names them, just yeah. the band names themselves are, are are somewhat depressing, but all right. Yeah, no, I think that's right. You know, it's a, I've I've got an album that's been sort of stewing around in my playlist, and I've I sort of reflected this week on how strange of a release it was, which is the new Winery Dogs Hot Streak. This yep. is is it just me that this album came out and sort of like fell through the cracks? I mean, the last album came out and sort of moved and moved and moved and built momentum. And this is a really new album. It came out in a fairly recently. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I never October. played it. Yep. Yeah, I saved the album and sort of never got around to it and started listening. I was like, damn, damn this is a great – and I'm a bass player. love Billy Sheehan for sure. Big Dream Theater band. love Mike Portnoy. Can't get enough of Richie Kotzen, whether he was a shredder or even in Poison. Like, love them. So – I don't know what happened to this album, and I feel like I'm the only one listening to it now. Well, it's interesting <laughs> that you say that because I, I've had this conversation with with uh, a few people, and you know, we were big fans of that self-titled Winery Dogs record. I thought it was like one of the best records of 2013, yeah, and I think I had it at number two that year. And I I felt like the new record. The the uh, Hot Street record by the Winery Dogs. It had that great opening track, Oblivion, and then for me personally, and I, I'm hesitant to say this because I'm you know kind of friendly with Mike Portnoy and stuff, but it kind of it, it and and Billy for that that matter. It kind of um, I don't know. It kind of goes south after that that great first opening track, Oblivion. Then I feel like the hooks kind of drop off and. The songwriting isn't quite what it was. The playing is still just incredible, but I, I feel like it almost feels like Oblivion should have been on the last record, and then I because I, I, it's just it's great, like that last record. It was solid all the way through. But uh, it's interesting now that you're saying that. I feel like I need to go back and listen to the record again. Yeah, it's a great. And again, I think I look at it from the perspective of I'm sure these three guys got into studio and wrote the album in a week because they just sort of you know like improvise and pull stuff together. But that's what I like about them and. 
I don't know. It's one of those things where I'm like, what happened? Like, did it? Ah, I'm just sort of in this weird space with them, but I really am loving the album. Last thing I want to mention before we uh, dig out is Ardio, which has been my streaming service of choice, uh, filed for bankruptcy. It looks like the Pandora people are going to be picking up some of their assets, and but the service is shutting down. And I, I'm totally bummed out because speaking of winery dogs, just the other week, most of the Richie Cots and early day stuff got put up on there and I was like going through this archive and all excited and then I get this notification that it's going down. So I got to switch over. Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's totally, it's bumming. Okay. So Spotify. So here's the thing and I've Googled this. So don't just go Google it. I know if somebody, anybody listening knows how we can take our playlists and favorites and actually really get them over to Spotify. All the things I've seen have not worked. Shoot me an email, mitchjoel at gmail.com. I would love to have this resolved before Monday. <laughs> it ain't happening. Can you actually All right, do guys. that? Can you actually transfer them from, from provider there to provider? There are hacks. There are hacks that you can export out and do. I mean, that's okay, what I'm okay, sort okay, of okay, seeing. Okay. It just, none of, none of it's worked for me. So, yeah, I got a, the craziest thing is I literally had like a, 200 hour playlist for all my metal stuff that I'm just devastated about now. I have Spotify. I love Spotify. I think it's a great service. You know, sometimes when I'm interviewing bands that I'm not familiar with, I, I head over there. It's all there. It's, it's, it's just very convenient. So yeah, I'm just, I, and I'm also between Apple music and Spotify. Cause I'm not getting a clear distinction between the two, but again, I think that you're right, Mark, maybe we should have a, we, should, we could have a great conversation about streaming in an upcoming episode of metal raps. Yeah. Speaking of which uh, you can always find me at at Mitch Joel on Twitter, or check out my bass playing podcast, which is groove, the no trouble podcast at no trouble.com forward slash podcast. Mark, where can people find you? Uh, we'll point them to the, the main site today, which uh, hosts this show and Talking Rock and one-on-one with Mitch LaFon and, and t- of course, Talking Metal. That uh, site is TalkingMetal.com. Mitch? I am easy to find at Twitter, at Mitch LaFon. I think that's my favorite place is to have people follow me right there on Twitter. Awesome. And we will be back really soon with a brand new episode of Metal Raps. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you soon.